Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation, brought to you by Tetra Hearing. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where the host and guests discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience as a field, and to share our members' stories. NWTF, what's going on? Woo! We got some energy in this room. Woo! Come on, we feel you. We have, uh, we got wrestling fans. Have you any wrestling fan? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the NWTF has come back. <laughs> home. Yeah. We are home. Woo! My name is Fred Bird. I am the host of the Turkey Call All Access podcast. I am joined by my friends, Ashley Durrell Smith from Outdoor Minority. Uh, Start over. Minority Outdoors Alliance. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ashley, who where am I? <laughs> Mary O'Neill Phillips, Country Outdoors. You got it. I got it. I'm going to sit down. I'm all hyped up. Excited. <laughs> so this is our podcast. Normally, you podcast. You've yeah. been on podcasts. Yeah. I'm not normally used to these lights. This is fancy, man. This it's bright. Is, yeah, I, I keep saying, I was like, man, my studio does not look this Your cool. Like, studio isn't this cool. You yeah. <laughs> I, want, I, want a, I, I want a fire. Picture everyone place naked. In the, Say it again. So don't be nervous. Just picture everyone naked. That's what I do. Especially you. I, I know some of the people in this room personally, so I will abstain from that. So. Okay. <laughs> man, all right. So, so we got some time. Let's cut it up. Uh, you know, I joked around doing my little rock deal there. It's good to be home. Yep. Yeah. And it struck me last night. By the way, thank you very much to you and Nomad for a really awesome night. Thank you. Uh, here locally, we stayed indoors. So thank you. that's right. It was good. I think we sold out. So everyone who came to the show last night, I hope you had a great night. It was awesome. And I would love to do it again next year. I think we yeah. sold out. So yeah. it was a good night. Yeah, it was good. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. What, what struck me, and we, and we all talked about this, was like, the last couple of years, right? We've all been living in this weird virtual universe. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcasting included, right? Yeah. Uh, not doing them in person, you know, doing Zoom calls. So you get to know people and like we are, we're in this weird spot in human history, mm. uh, right? In this alternate universe. Yeah. And I noticed a theme last night that I kept walking up to people that I've known Nice to meet you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I did it this morning to a guy that I've known for literally six years and I just hadn't seen him in so long. And I was like, good to see you. He said, Mary. And I was like, oh, I've literally hunted with this guy. Right. I know it's weird. I've missed it so much. It is great to be back. It is great to see your friends again, make memories, be supporting this. And Nashville is such a great town too. This is the best convention in the entire year. Absolutely. Every Absolutely. convention needs to come to Nashville as well. This yeah. is, NWTF is the best convention. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, and it's popping off. We're doing it yeah. right here today. I yep. think um, we had a couple conversations this morning where people were, people come up to you and you're like, I've seen you all the Zoom in. It's like I have seen you before in yeah. these big Zoom rooms, and now we're here in person. It's like, hi, yeah. <laughs> you know, the e meeting is not the same as the real meeting. It's not. So absolutely. But the other part about it, you say welcome home. You know, the last two years we've been in this crazy time, pandemic, and stuff like that. But what I think is really awesome is that everybody here that we've been zooming with in these meetings and everything, everybody stayed the course. Yeah. And that, that, that resilience, right? Like we haven't given up on it. We just needed the time to come right back together. And it seems that we've got more solutions on the table too. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it, it's forcing folks to be more proactive and, and honestly more excited, you know, for the work that's been done. Like just because of COVID, conservation never stopped. Right. That's exactly right. You know, it, it never stopped. Now we just got a big old party going on now. It really yeah. forced our hands here. Right? So there's all this doom and gloom and, and heck, even before I walked in here, I'm scrolling through the news and it's like, golly days, man. I just, I don't even know why I look, <laughs> Yeah, but things are good. Yep. Things, there's silver linings from the last two years. And we've all talked about it, right? Mm -hmm. There's amazing work that was done. This organization specifically. Absolutely. You know, the calls went out mm -hmm. and people rallied and they rallied even more. I come from a military background. So that when I hear, you know, we need to rally. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. You know, that, that's more than Tom Brady just saying, let's yeah. go, right? Yeah. That means something. Like, yeah, let me get up. My blood's going. My adrenaline's spiking. Mm -hmm. And people in this room feel that. People out there feel that. And people that didn't make it right. feel that. People right. of your organization, people you take out hunting. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing thing that happened over the last two years. Oh, yeah. And so many more people have gotten into hunting as well. I know Becky had touched on that earlier, but... The amount of people that I've spoken to, we, so we, we started our turkey tour in 2020 down in South Florida. Florida. And here's, here's a real good story for all of you. My husband at the time was the videographer for uh, Bass Pro for Johnny Morris and JP and had a good job, healthcare, all that stuff. Well, we decided to do something really stupid and quit our jobs and go on a turkey tour and film it with the Outdoor Channel. So we get down to South Florida and we had everything in a U-Haul and we were going to be picking up Camping World as a sponsor. And then the pandemic hit. Oh. And my husband calls me and he's like, I'm at the supermarket and people are lining up with toilet paper <laughs> and something weird is happening. And we were like, okay, this is weird. And then we knew it was really bad because we drove past a church and it said that wild game dinner was canceled. And yeah. we're like, all right, so there's some stuff going on now. <laughs> so then Camping World call us and they're like, we can't do this deal the uh, insurance won't cover it, the pandemic. And we said, well, can we get our insurance to cover it? And they said, yeah, okay, we can do that. So we literally, we had one partner that wasn't paying us and everything shut down. Yeah. And so we were then on the road picking up sponsors for the next three months. But the key was hunting. I did one grocery shop and bought a bunch of tin food Packed the camper up with it. If you guys remember the meat markets all shut down and you couldn't get meat, we turkey hunted and boondocked out in the Badlands, yep. out in Montana, and we literally ate wild turkey and tin food for the next three months wow. while everybody was locked down. Right. Yeah. And I had so many people message me and say, I want to get into hunting. I can't go to the meat market. Yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing like an international crisis to remind people how important it is. What, what happens when this structure goes away? Can you survive? What can you do? I mean, people flocked to the outdoors. It reminded us of the inherent nature, that inherent thing in us. It's like, wait a minute. Well, do you want to know something interesting? So I, I looked into that. Fast food was invented post-Second World War as a way to get women into the workforce. Prior to that, most of you probably remember you had gardens and people hunted, yep. right? Yep. Your, your mothers, your grandmothers, everybody had a garden and most people hunted or knew somebody that hunted. Mm -hmm. Fast food was the decline of that. Absolutely. It's only two generations ago. Yep. It's not that hard for us to get back to that. But the key is hunter recruitment and conversations like this. Right, right? absolutely. Yeah. In, and in, in addition to that, expressing urgency. 
You know, I like that you say international crisis. What we've got going on as far as conservation around the world is its own international crisis. But the really dope part about it is North America is the model for that. That's right. Mm -hmm. We are the solution to what is an international crisis. You see, um, one thing through the Minority Outdoor Alliance at our festival last year, there was one common thread. Through inclusivity, we were able to get people from the Middle East, Latin America, um, you know, black and brown communities here in America. And it was one thing that they said, the pandemic got them outside. Yeah. But they didn't know what to do when they got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wanted, so we, but, but human beings are, are, we're gonna solve our own problems. Now through NWTF, we can now say, look, we got you outside. Here's the solution. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it opened up the, the floodgates to more opportunity to bring these conversations to larger communities. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to, like you said, you were eating turkey when the, when the meat markets were closed. Mm -hmm. I know for sure I was bugging you about going hunting. <laughs> you know, it, that's the thing that we have. We have an opportunity because we know people are outside now. Yeah. I was excited to see more trucks in my public land spot, you know, that, and, and, and it was new hunters too. Yeah. Yeah. That was an opportunity to reach out and say, look, I, I, man, you know, I'm big into quail and stuff like that. It was a new young dude outside, got out there just because he wanted to learn hunting. Mm -hmm. That was an opportunity to teach somebody how to, how, how to be successful mm -hmm. through. And, and I mean, we had families coming to our festivals kids sitting wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, mm -hmm. about learning about how to be outside, sustainability, and conservation. Mm -hmm. Right, yep. and then that natural link be behind, well, if I enjoy this, if I start to recreate, if I start to connect with all these different people, that natural link, that natural inclination to come together and say, well, how can we better take care of this? Stewardship, how can we be better stewards of the natural resources that have been given to us? We talk about the North American model of conservation. Well, it's unique that we have access to so much. I don't honestly think that a lot of people understand how much land and water we have access to and what that means. Um, so it's exciting to continue to be in rooms and be at video events where people care, you know, mm -hmm. where, and, and like you said, creating that urgency around, you know, if we want not only to enjoy and recreate now, but also putting that message out there in an urgent manner that we have to take care of it so that those who come after us can continue to enjoy it and make it better, you know? And that's what we're called to do while we're here is to always pass on our resources and make sure they're sustainable and that they're here for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to do that and continue to develop different intelligences as history progresses, you, you mentioned that this is like this weird wonky time in American history. It is. I actually honestly think it's one of the moment, mo most momentous times in world history, right? Yeah. So what are we doing doing this? And that's why it's so awesome to see what NWTF is doing and all our organizations. Like, no, we're, we're taking a stand for what matters. We're making sure that as we develop new intelligences and we put new programs in place that, you know what, those who come after us who can look back and they can be in history class and say, these guys made sure that the resources were here for us. So it's an exciting time. It's momentous and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Your organization specifically, you know, we've talked about this offline, but it allows for non-endemics, people that we don't normally see traditionally in the space, which I think is also recent history, right? Because right. man 
and woman has hunted for many thousands of years, right? Yeah. It's just part of eating and surviving. Yeah. So yeah. this is all very new history of, you know, this non-endemic and non-traditionals. Mm -hmm. You guys allow, you guys make a conduit for that. And it's, it's not just checking a box, right? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, well, we got to check. No. It's bringing people who are, you know, in these built up areas where there may not be a place to go hunt, a public land or a resource. It takes a considerable amount of effort. Uh, my buddy Cliff Cadet up in New York City comes to mind and just the logistics of getting outside of that. Um, but you, your organization offers a friendly face yeah. and it Absolutely. offers that, that, like we just said, welcome home. Yeah. Right? You're home. Right. Yeah. So. Let's think about that, talking about a friendly face, right? It's, 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 again, not a coincidence that we're all sitting around a fire, right? Campfire, man. It's a campfire. This is how this whole thing started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thousands of years ago, when no one was thinking about what anybody looked like, yeah. everybody was, was concerned about the job getting done, right? Yeah. We were a community sitting around a campfire. Move past the Industrial Revolution, that campfire is no longer there. You know, and we, we need to bring people back to the fire. Yeah. Because outside of that fire, there was darkness, right? But when we sit closer here, I see your face, I see your face, I see your face, and we all look the same because we got the same look on each other. Somebody missed. <laughs> Somebody blew an opportunity on a turkey. Somebody came and, 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 and there was a redemptive moment. There were stories to be told mm -hmm. around a campfire. And so when we talk about membership, we need to talk about bringing members back home, back to our, our natural native human selves. Yeah. That's this is home. It's natural. Right. You know, this, this, this campfire, anybody can light a fire, figuratively and literally speaking. I, I remember we just got done talking to Mr. Toxie Hayes, and he talked about a fire burning inside of all of us. And for some reason, we keep, I'm going to quote, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. We keep reaching back for that. That's, that, that there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And we keep reaching back in each of these communities that we have. When we talk about membership and mentorship, everybody wants to reignite that fire. Right. We just need to figure out how to get a new flame. That's all it is. Well, Mary, you... From Australia. Yep. And then you came over here. Yep. And you never hunted until you came over here. Oh, so, yeah. you know, there's, like you said, there was another opportunity there. Like, Well, my, my story is really why hunter recruitment is key. My husband, who I wish was here, he should really be sitting here over me. Honestly, I'm not worthy. But my husband is Mr. South Georgia, grew up hunting his whole life as South Georgia as they get. Yep. I lived in Australia. My family have a small cattle farm and I always wanted to get into hunting and no one would take me. And I had a boyfriend and he was special forces and he hunted and I asked him to take me and he said, it's not a place for women. Mm. Well, now I have a TV show on the Outdoor Channel. <laughs> I've shot everything. So. <laughs> anyway, so I come over to Nashville and I meet my husband eight years ago and well, not my husband at the time, but he said to me, you want to go on turkey hunt? I said, yeah. So he took me up to Nebraska with one of his buddies and we were up in the sand hills and I was hiding behind this little mount and for the next hour, the two of them called in two strutters from 500 yards over the sand hills. And I had never experienced anything like this in my life. 
the two birds came in. I was behind a mount, five yards in front. This gobbler pops out. I shoot the bird. It was, I mean, the whole thing. But then straight afterwards, we went and cooked the bird. We ate it. And I just remember thinking there was this whole world out there that I had no idea about. And it just, you know, they say it's an obsession. It became an obsession for me. In every way, I wanted to know, like, what, what everything does, how to manage the land, where the different birds are, how I can hunt them, how to go about it, how to call, all of that completely changed my life. But that's hunter recruitment. He made that effort. You know, and so now I, I realize that's my role too. And so with the show that we do, every opportunity I get, I bring people that haven't hunted. So Kylie Fry is an artist who played last night and the NWTF uh, sponsored one of our episodes last year. And she's she is a rodeo queen from Louisiana and we brought her out on a hunt last year and she had her very first hunt and now she's hooked. We're going to take her out this year. And we did the whole thing with her though, you know, the fellowship and cooking we had Jason Hart out there and it was just awesome so I think like for me that's that's my story is the hunter recruitment story and getting the hunters to become members because for me I look at membership for me is like tithing in my church absolutely you know it's like God has given us this wonderful renewable resource but if we just keep taking and taking and taking there's not going to be anything left. So we have to give back. And that's, so I I look at membership like tithing. That's That's exactly what it is. That's a huge point to be made, right? Because for years you heard it bantied about that I get my hunting license. I'm a conservationist. Okay, that may be so. But are you really? Just to buy that hunting license, just to go out there and do it legally, everyone's got to do that. What are you doing more? They talked about earlier about being bold. Mm -hmm. Everybody that hunts a turkey, shoots a whitetail, hunts quail, should be involved in another organization that is supporting that, that is working tirelessly, losing sleep over it, right? Absolutely. Being involved, committing that $35, going to a banquet, participate. You don't have to volunteer all your time. Show up, do that one step extra. And there's so many different and cool ways in which you can get people involved. For example, last night, the show that we put on, do you know how many Lane Hardy fans are now members of the NWTF yeah. that don't hunt, yeah. Yeah. that came to the show, had a great time, and are going to go and tell their husbands that they need to come again next year and will be now getting emails? Yeah. At least 40. Yeah. Yeah. I know because I had conversations with them. So there's different ways in which you can get people involved and seep them in and not everybody has to be a hunter either they can just care about the creation right. yeah you I know gotta, i gotta um tell my story on, yeah. on that point there so our our tagline for our organization is bringing the unlikely to the outdoors and i tell people i am the poster child uh for that phrase because like you my husband brought me into the outdoors i tell people i was raised in the south i'm the oldest of three girls my parents are phenomenal humans they raise three young girls in a proper way. We went to church, we went to classical piano, we went to, to ballet, we went to etiquette class, we did all of those things. So, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily, um, 
it wasn't necessarily like you guys get, we, we rode our bikes and did things like that. But as far as like being outdoorsy, you couldn't have told 16 year old me that was growing up leaving the hair salon on the way to church mm. that I would be an outdoors woman mm. well, enters my husband. And I think um, your point on you don't have to be a hunter to enjoy the outdoors. Well, that's my story. People, my husband obviously is an avid hunter and has built his platform around that. But I tell people there is an awe and a wonder to being in the outdoors. As human beings, we have to intentionally create wonder in our lives and nature does that for us. Like, especially in adulthood, I think you forget how important newness and wonder is. Well, when we go out in nature as a couple and as a family, we're we're introducing our young kids, they're two and one. um, So they're just getting out there with us, like to see their eyes light up, just experiencing what God has given us. Um, So because he he brought that level of, that's that recruitment thing again, he brought that level of, of awe and wonder into my life. And it's, it's just a whole another part of life that I would have been missing because I just didn't know. And now I love it. And of course, that natural, if we're out here and I love it, man, I want it to be here for generations to come. Mm. So I am as unlikely as it gets, but I am proud and I'm here to share with as many other people who feel unlikely or feel unwelcome to experience this part of life that you, you just don't know. Like when you get out there and everything's bigger than you, you need to be places where structures and water are rushing past you and nature is doing its thing and singing its song and doing its dance. It does something to your heart and mind that inspires you to be a better person. Mm. And that's what it's about. If we're going to truly push the best of humanity forward, we must bring the best of ourselves forward. And nature does that for you naturally. Church is phenomenal, but nature, there's something spiritual to that too. Yeah, and I think that most people aren't against hunting. They're just not exposed to it. Right, and there's you nothing know? wrong. And and I tell people, we, we, we said we put miles we put miles on the dirt for our marriage. Well, he's hunting. He's out there with the dogs, and I'm hiking. I'm having the time of my life. I'm writing. I'm hiking. I'm being in my in my space. Um, but it, it's been it's been an amazing thing for our marriage. So we talk about that, right? We we talk about membership and all the connections and and, and bringing people out. Well. One thing that's, that's always important in America is currency, right? Let's think about hunter recruitment, membership, and mentorship as currency. I'll give you a story how I got into turkey hunting. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a diehard bird dog dude. Yes. Pointers and setters, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> Wild Bob Whites, all of that. And a good buddy of mine, right? It, it, took me out and says, hey man, I, like I actually worked with his brother. He took me out and says, hey man, I listen to your podcast, man. And uh, I'd love to go out hunting, which quick, right? I said, all right, cool, let's go out, let's go on out. We went out one day, shot a bunch of birds, not a bunch of birds, a couple of birds. <laughs> it ain't never a bunch of birds with quail. But, <laughs> God, um, we get out there, and he has the time of his life, and he says, you know what, man? I wanna take you to my spot. You ever been turkey hunting? I said, no, nah, this is years ago. I said, no, nah, I've never been turkey hunting. I always wanted to. I said, I got you. So we come back and at the end of the quail season, of course, in Georgia, turkey season's right after that. So we get out there and I'm, I had no idea what to expect. And he's sitting there teaching me about the, the call and response, right? We talk about the South. We talk about turkey call, the yelp, and all of that stuff. Well, this, this spiritual thing, the, the idea of church keeps coming up, right? Well, in church, there's this call and response. You know, in our communities, in our cultures, that resonates to us on a, on a, on a spiritual level in our churches. So I'm sitting here wrestling with this turkey, 
and the crow is up there pissing the turkey off and, and he calling and they respond and everything in the world is, 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 is responding to what's going on. Mm. And there was this rush to get this big old gobbler that just, just, he just would not commit, you know? And it was the thing that created an addiction to want to get back out, you know? And so where that currency came from was trading a hunt for a hunt, right? And so now we've got a new, you know, Quail Forever member. He went out and put his conservation dollars there. He was already a member of NWTF. And now I'm going, going to put my money in WTF. You see what I'm saying? There, there's, there's many different ways that this currency can be exchanged, right? If Even if it's not trading a hunt for a hunt, maybe it's getting somebody from, you know, inside the city and teaching about the histories and, and, and reconnecting us with the past. You know, in so many of our communities, particularly in black communities, we, we left the South and just completely disconnected with a past that we already had. Mm. We didn't have a choice but to be but but to be here. You see what I'm saying? We we we've got a history of West African, um, you know, slaves that came in and were incredibly proficient and made the land usable in South Carolina. And those stories are are are, are starting to get washed away. Well, when we talk about coming back home, we need to reconnect with our history because think about it: how many of our different histories overlap overlap and intersect? You know, we're, we're all coming into this space and trying to reanimate a narrative. Well, now it's time to share a story. Now it's time to get somebody else out there and, 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 and share new membership stories mm-hmm. and things like that. I want us to think about hunter numbers, hunter recruitment, all under the scope of currency, like tradable currency. Well, not in just currency, but experiences, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what you're offering people who haven't done it. When you talk about bringing someone else in, we're saying there's, an, there's a life experience that you haven't had yet. That's going to make your heart pitter patter and going to give you stories to tell for generations to come. That's really what it is. I mean, we think about what animates us as human beings, what gets our blood going, and it's experiences. At the end of the day, we have our experiences and our memories. That's, that's what we have, really, to pass on. Everything else is fantastic, but what are you without your experiences and your memories? And that's what being outdoors offers you. More experiences, more memories. Mm-hmm. Come out here and get some with me. Mm-hmm. I think it's empowering people, yeah. right? So everybody likes to win a trophy or a medal or win a game, right? We have oh, a perspective of sports. So when you reach out to someone and you trade currency right. and they go through these motions that whether they harvest a bird or not, you just empower that individual, that one person. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, this, is, this is tangible. I can do this. This is within my grasp. This isn't something I'm watching on TV and I'm dreaming about while I'm at my my, you know, nine to five slogging it out for 40 to 60 hours a week. Like Absolutely. you can go do this. Right. And the biggest challenge, like listening to your testimony, like it's, it's almost like a piece of art, right? I'm picturing all this stuff you're talking about. I think for our community, the biggest challenge is, is everyone feeling that, mm. you know, yeah. and, the, and not one person can go do that for everybody as much as you'd like to. You just don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the time and the day. But recruiting people to owning part of an organization mm-hmm. and having ownership in that and having the empowerment in that is, is vitally important. And, you know, and what we're talking about here this week 
uh, as we lead up to our 50th and, and, and the speakers we heard this morning talking about turkey numbers going down mm-hmm. as we kicked off Help the Yelp, yeah. right? So yeah. this is, we're doing some fundraising with it. This is going to be a membership drive, right. this call to action. Um, you know, your organization, we talked about it, has the potential. There's, there's four objectives within this Help the Yelp campaign. Yeah. We're looking to bring 250,000 new active hunters, active being members. Mm. You guys, yeah. you with your organization and, and your TV show and, and, and reaching out to little girls. And, you know, like you said, this is not a place for girls. And you're like, the hell with that it is. It is. And there's that empowerment. Yep. Yeah. Just the manpower right here on this stage has the ability to drastically affect that objective and help the Yelp. Mm-hmm. Right. The people, you know, professionally, the people, you know, professionally and you as we're looking to court, you know, 200 small businesses to be invested in what we're doing around this this insane bird that that, that (laughs) torments our sleep, (laughs) causes us lack of sleep. Right. And we still go out there and give it all we got. Yeah. We want everyone to feel that. Yeah. There's just nothing more humbling than getting outsmarted by a bird that you didn't think was smart anymore. <laughs> okay, you walk out and you're like, oh, you know, every, every, there's this betrayal, right? And in, 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 in cartoons and the media, the turkeys are just this dumb bird. Get outsmarted one time. <laughs> I ain't never met nobody that got outsmarted and want to go back to try again, right? Yeah. Turkeys do that, mm-hmm. right? And the thing is, it's, it's so readily abundant, it, it's, it's in your backyard. Turkeys are, are one of the greatest conservation stories we've got here. True. And so the access, is, the resources are there. You know, you have, you, you have a really good opportunity at being successful. Mm. But it ain't, I'm sorry, it ain't nothing like struggling trying to bring a turkey out. Mm. There's nothing in the world like it. And the rush, that feeling that you're talking about, that deep burning feeling, a gobble that seems like it's 10 yards away from you will fire you up real quick. (laughs) 100 yards away from fire. Just watching the videos. Right. When you are are talking to people at your events, and and like I, I come back to, your verbal painting, like what, what is the experience there? And like, when, at what point, like, do you know you got them? Cause there's a point when you're, when you're having a conversation and, and you know, doing this and doing this yeah. and then they're doing this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think there's a turning point, you know, everybody, everybody's different, right? And I think, um, you know, my husband and I, we actually, we, all, we obviously enter at different points um, based upon our backgrounds and what we do. But for me, uh, for me personally, I see people's eyes light up when they honestly hear why it matters to me when I talk about experience and in, in, in humanity and what it's brought to my life. Like I said, honestly, that just going back to that sharing that experience, because that's what happens. I mean, it, it lights your world up because, you know, it's society, you know, all the, all the things that modern society brings to us is phenomenal, right? We need technology. All of those things are great, but you can be so caught up in this world of concrete and cars that you think that whatever you're in every day is your reality. So if that's where your eyes are and that's all you experience, that's all you know. 
but it's me starting to tell those stories of what I've seen and what happened when we were floating down the river in the Adirondacks and our and our boat flipped over. Like what? So here's this girl, I'm, you know, I'm an attorney and, and I do all those things and, you know, I have to, 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 to mix with different people, but people don't expect that from me, you know, bringing the unlikely to the outdoors. Well, because I'm unlikely, I have unlikely stories in settings that people don't expect that story to come from me. And so they're like, wait a minute, you're floating down the Hudson and what happened? What happened when your raft flipped over? How did y'all get out of it? Which was honestly very scary, right. <laughs> but we got, we, we got through it. And I remember looking at my husband, he looked at me and he said, I got you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And I was like, you better not. Like, we took these vows. <laughs> so, you know, um, being able to, to, to tell people those stories. And they want, it, they want excitement. They want adventure, too. That's when people's eyes light up, when you can start to, to talk about those experiences. The experiences are not exclusive to the people in rural areas. No. Where they see more green and more trees than they do concrete and tar, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's here for all of us. And just kind of like you were saying earlier, just going back to like where we are in, in history, in time, I, I don't think it's coincidental that two messages are being pushed to the forefront. How can we be more inclusive and how can we take better care of our planet? I, I don't find that coincidental that those two messages are juxtaposed and they're juxtaposed for a reason. Why does it matter that we be more inclusive? Why does it matter that we take care of our land? Well, there's no better uniting factor for us as humanity than that, taking better care of what we've been giving. And if we're all inclusive and we're all at the table, man, that's so many hands, that's so many hearts, that's so many minds dedicated to what really matters. Because you think, as we saw with COVID, it, when things go away, that's when people start looking around like, wait a minute. We gotta, we gotta do something. <laughs> like, we gotta do stuff when it's good too. You know, we we gotta, we gotta step up and put that. Like my husband said earlier, put some urgency behind coming together and taking care of our resources. We gotta be, we gotta be ants and not grasshoppers, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Question with the Help the Yelp project. So, from what I understand, populations have been on the decline since two thousand and four and the NWTF is trying to figure out what's been going on, right? And so this week, you guys are really pushing that. I know you're trying to raise $15,000 and there is a code that people can text to make a donation towards that. So the research is to figure out what exactly is triggering the decline, right? Whether or not it's an environmental thing, if it's a, a, a lack of hunters, that's what's going into it. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I would want to know. I mean, right. the NWTF obviously has a proven track record of keeping the sustainability of the wild turkey population. So I think it's something that we all need to care about. And if you've got an extra penny in your pocket, let's all make a donation to the Help the Yelp this week. Yeah. Yeah. And there again, anybody can do that as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So it goes back to that buy-in yeah. and having, you know, um, being bold, as they said, and, and having a vested interest in other than just, gee, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe at some point I'll get mm. to that, right? That urgency thing. Well, you also don't know if it's something that you're doing. If you're a farmer and you've, you've, you're spraying your crops and you're putting pesticides on there, that might be contributing to it and you might not know. Mm -hmm. You know, right. this research is important because none of us want to 
ruin the planet. None of us want no. to kill the animals. No. You don't know what's going on and we need this research to figure it out. Well, and it's research plus education, right? right. So once we get that research, which we found in our organization, we produce really poignant films that get the message out there. We put it in film format so that people can be educated and understand what's going on because you have to understand your individual link to the greater picture. Yep. And we've, we've, we've found that storytelling through film really actually accomplishes that very well. With the, the reach and the availability of resources that are out there between social media, YouTube, at all, right? Not the traditional media markets. Uh, our message is able to get out there. Yeah. Products like your movies, your TV shows, allow that to get out there and make that accessible. We just got to get in front of the right people. So speaking of movies and, yeah. and such, uh, let's uh, at this point take a quick look at Help the Yelp. Uh, the challenge to the, the crowd that remains. Uh, let's go ahead and tee that up and, and, and check it out. Today, certain areas of our nation suffer from sharp declines in wild turkey numbers, along with critical habitat loss due to many unforeseen factors. WTF, along with state and federal agency partners, are working tirelessly to mitigate these losses through sound scientific research and boots on the ground work projects in regions all across this country. We can do more with your help. Your $35 membership can help fund and support the urgent research that's needed right now to ensure we have thriving populations of wild turkeys across our landscape for generations to come. statement of the National Wild Turkey Federation has and always will be the conservation of the wild turkey and the preservation of our rich hunting heritage. Join, renew, or upgrade your level of sponsorship today and help us help the Yelp for wild turkey conservation. Folks, by texting 44321 or texting Yelp to 44321, it's going to bring you to a link. It's right here. All you got phones? Go ahead and break your phones out. Text, Yelp, right here as we sit. Four, four, three, two, one, right now. Conveniently, you can pick from predetermined denominations or you can put your own in. <laughs> but it's all right here at your fingertips. Guys, I wanna thank you all so much for carving the time out. We're all very busy. You guys are off and running, gonna go get the dogs. Um, I enjoy the hell out of these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can't get enough of it. I'm blessed that the NWTF allows me to do this as part of my, my roles and responsibilities here, and I get to continue to meet fantastic people that are making a difference. So thank you all so much for being here and, and giving me the pleasure of, of getting to, to know you a little more. It's an honor, yeah. for Mary. It's an honor, Ashley. I'm glad to see you up here with us, too. It's an honor. It's an honor. Mary, thank you so much thank for your you. testimony. Absolutely. Uh, and Fred, I mean, you the man. Yeah. You are the man. Thank you guys so much. It's been fantastic. Thank you guys. As, uh, as we normally do with the show, I always invite people to be kind, take care of each other, love each other. We're all on this rock for a limited amount of time, so make good use of it and be nice to each other. That's our show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you.
Have a great day. We're a little ahead of schedule, so go do something productive and, and enjoy the day. We got a lot more show to go, so be well, folks. Thank you. And you want to come to booth 2B later, we've got live music. Lane Hardy and Dylan Carmichael, one o'clock, two o'clock, come see us. <laughs> Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Berg. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Turkey hunters find everything you need to succeed at sportsmansguide.com. From decoys and calls to apparel, boots, and blinds. Plus, Sportsman's Guide has much more than just hunting gear. From fishing, camping, and adventure to family barbecues and backyard bonfires. For everything you love about the great outdoors, you'll find it all at Sportsman's Guide. Shop sportsmansguide.com today.